This is an after-action report, 2011, March 8th, Operation Samson's Pillar, 3rd Battalion, 9th Marines. On the second day of Operation Samson, One Echo was retasked with once again being the lead element of the main effort as a forward squad on seizure of Objective Bravo. We were tasked with going forward of the other squads and establishing an overwatch position to the north and east. Clearing six compounds, my squad established the overwatch position ahead of schedule. While clearing the six compounds, I was able to relay to Legion 1, Lima Company's 1st Platoon Commander, all traffic of the personnel in vicinity of Objective Bravo. I received a call from Legion 1 tasking my squad to break down and move to an alternate location because a squad from Kilo Company assisting the mission had placed themselves in the wrong building. As I had two teams move to the east to an alternate location, utilizing an improvised road, my second team reached the objective building. I was traveling with my first team, still on the road, when me and my first team came under highly accurate small arms fire. Hitting the ground and realizing we were exposed with no cover or concealment for 200 meters in any direction, I had my second team pop out from the exterior of the building they were cordoning off and lay down suppressive 40 mic mic fire. As the first 40 mic mic round hit the ground approximately 300 meters east, I had my first team pick up off the road and sprint 200 meters north to the compound where my second team was suppressing from. As a last man off the road and rounds complete for my second team, I narrowly escaped continuous accurate fire as I rounded the compound's outer wall. I radioed Legion 1, giving him the Salter report and requested to close with the enemy. I was denied my request to close with the enemy because my squad had reached the right lateral limit of the company's battle space. I peered out from the cover of the compound wall to get eyes on exactly where the enemy fire was coming from. As I did this, my squad came under heavy, Highly accurate small arms fire yet again. I was able to get an accurate distance and direction from my position of the enemy and immediately reported the contact to Legion 1. Moments later, while received while receiving accurate fire from the enemy with rounds impacting within a foot of my position and with no comprehensible escape from the enemy fire, I attempted to contact Legion 1 for assistance. As I attempted to call for assistance, incoming rounds were delivered by Shogun 1, Battalion Sniper Asset. These rounds immediately quelled the enemy fire on my squad's position and initiated their hasty retreat. I was called by Legion 1 and informed to hold my position until the company was in place to make the next maneuver. I had my two teams provide overwatch to the north and east. Approximately two hours passed, and I was given the command to clear the cluster of compounds my squad had received fire from. Upon completion of clearing four compounds in the cluster, one Echo was tasked with linking up with Shogun 1 and heading south towards Objective Bravo. After linking up with Shogun 1, we were tasked to make the six-mile trek to PB Bishop to link up with the rest of Lima Company. While making the six-mile trek, I was able to communicate with one of the Shogun 1 assets, Corporal Redacted. As it happened, he was the individual personally responsible for allowing my Marines to walk away from the small arms engagement unharmed. Corporal Redacted was on the 50 caliber weapon that quelled the enemy fire. He was in position to observe the enemy and acting upon his situational awareness, he took action. He fired two rounds into the enemy position, encouraging a hasty evacuation of the compound. This particular action saved the lives of eight men. With rounds impacting within inches of the squad, pinned down with nowhere to maneuver to, the swift fires from the shooter allowed my squad to regain the high ground and impress dominance upon the enemy. Corporal Redacted had single-handedly turned the tide of the day in our favor. Operation Samson's Pillar was a complete success, especially for India Company, 1 Echo Squad, 3rd Battalion, 9th Marines, Sistani Peninsula, Helmand Province, Afghanistan, Semper Fidelis, Christopher R. Poole, Sergeant, United States Marine Corps. <clears throat> and that was a after-actions report from our friend and comrade, Sergeant Poole, and we would all like to Brian and I would like to welcome you all to the Seabag Podcast, Episode 5. And mm. we're going to we're going to thank all of you for the feedback that we've got at this moment. We're really blessed to have everything, uh, all the emails and text messages from our friends and family. And we're going to kick it off, and today we're going to start with work ethic. That is the subject of the day. And Brian, what's up, man? 
<laughs> How you doing, buddy? Thanks. <laughs> thanks for reading that. <laughs> yeah, dude, no sweat. It seemed like it really tied in. Well, it did tie in. You know, he he responded to kind of our request for a a letter of gratitude, so to say, or uh, after action reporter. You know, happened on deployment, and and he was he was more than happy to write about it. And unfortunately, we couldn't get a hold of the of the shooter that was involved with that. Right. right. We had to kind of leave the names out because we don't want to dime anybody out. But right. You know, I, I know that if he heard that and knew, you know, he would know exactly who we're talking about and that'd be him. Right. So, well, the, we, and, and the redacted uh, phrase is coming, <laughs> you know, out of respect from, from both of us to, to that individual that, that uh, was in our platoon and, uh, on that mission. And, you know, like you said, that person definitely is going to know if he ever hears us talk about it, who he's talking about. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to say thanks to, to Chris pool, man, much appreciated. And, um, and yeah, man, so let's jump into, uh, let's jump into work ethic and, uh, recap a little bit of last week's show. Um, on yep. gratitude and, and, and uh, mm-hmm. let's jump right into it. Absolutely. What, um, in regards to our last show, is there anything you'd like to add that we didn't cover? We're just going to go with that since again, none of this is scripted. Let's, uh, let's go with that. Is there anything you'd like to add about, uh, about gratitude, especially after receiving after actions reports, from guys like Sergeant Poole. Um, what do you have to say about that, about the, the gratitude that, you know, that we have for guys like him that, that wanted that still to this day, you're talking fucking 10 years later. I know, that, man. That, you know what I mean? That, that was the most amazing thing because, you know, when, when he contacted me and he's like, bro, I got this, I've got this, I've got, I've got the perfect example for this. Yeah. And, and, you know, I sat on the phone with him and I talked to him about it and, and he was real particular on, you know, he, he basically waited to get a hard drive back to get photos and, um, you know, dates because he, he had all of his after actions written out. And, and so he wanted to be as accurate as possible. And I told him, I said, man, take your time. You know, I don't want to rush you for anything, but dude, that guy's, a, you know, he's a busy man. He works in the oil business and. And it, it yeah. was a phenomenal, phenomenal person. But to, to have him take his time out of his busy schedule to remember and recognize an event that happened 10 years ago and to somebody that, you know, you know, just a fellow brother that 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 just that just comes out, that, that kind of gratitude is amazing. And, and again, it kind of sucks that we can't recognize the person formally. But at the same time, that's where the professionalism comes into play where it's like, yeah. hey, you know, I see you thank you um i yeah. don't need to mention any names it's 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 really cool man yeah um, well that's that's that uh that silent professional statement mm. that's been that's been around for the you know longer than <laughs> longer than me and you for sure yeah. uh, but but quiet quiet professional silent professional whatever you want to call it um mm-hmm. you know that that means something um yep. and in regards to that it's kind of the the warfighter recognition, and uh, we're not yeah. trying to staple that 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 phrase or whatever. But it, it's something that uh, you know, guys that did stuff that never got recognized, they don't actually care. It's no. people like us that care because we see the value in it, and and there's uh, so many people in this day and age that don't know about Mm -hmm. the things that happened overseas and and if you really want to get into it we're talking vietnam world war ii you know world war one there's millions of of these incidences and and this is just a kind of the the tip of the iceberg and and hopefully we'll we'll get some you know reputable people in and and uh for those of you listeners you know you know anyone that was that served overseas and, and, um, you know, maybe, maybe you could get a, a real, 
after actions report or, or, or a reputable person to give us some, uh, give us a story. You know, we'd love to share that story on our show. Um, Absolutely. It's one of those things, man, you know, when you're, you're in the heat of the moment and, 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 and shit's going down and, and something happens and you look over at this, what this particular person did. It's like, Holy shit. That was awesome. Yeah. But, but, you know, nobody's taking a time out to smack high fives or blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah. blah. And, 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 and nobody, nobody gives a shit afterwards because you're just, yeah. you're just doing your job. It's like, shut you're up. Just doing your, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but the cool part is, is now you can, you know, after the fact, you can be like, Hey man, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? When you see someone, you know, someone hustling, and and sprinting across an area you know they're they're, you know potentially saving lives they don't even know it they're just doing what they're just doing their job they're just doing what they're supposed to do and and it kind of like it kind of wraps back around to the thank you for your service statement Mm -hmm. that we made kind of on the truly does on the last episode it's like hey that was my job yeah strictly (laughs) that was my job you know whether it was helping out the 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 people of that country mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me the people of that country but it's like that was my job whatever the boss says to do that's what we're doing mm-hmm. and that's and that's it is what it is and it's going to be what it's going to be and and yep. plain and simple here we go one two three go you know yeah. <laughs> and, um but from that um Jumping into the work ethic uh, topic, um, mm-hmm. I, I have something written down that I, I it just kind of made up as I was as I was preparing for the show, and mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to see what what you had to to, to say about it. Um, and it, I actually d- did this today at work. I was just kind of mm-hmm. writing writing notes down, and and um, the phrase is do something so hard that you'll want to quit. Yeah. And, and at that point that you want to quit work ethics going to show up. Uh huh. And from there, mental toughness is going to show up. Uh huh. And that is, this is these, these shows that we're doing are one after the other accidentally tying into each other. Accidentally on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, w- yeah. so what do you think about that? What's your opinion on, on that statement? I mean, I read that, you know, what you jot, what you jotted down and, and it, it kind of, it set the wheels in motion in my mind where it's like, Oh yeah, that, that, that is about as accurate as it can get because everybody can work hard when it's fucking easy or everybody can work hard when you know what you're doing. Yeah. But once you dive into, hey, I might not know, I, I might not have this really clear plan and I might not know exactly the direction that I'm going, but I'm just going to go with it anyways. And when shit gets hard, I am going to, you know, that's when you're going to find out where your work ethic is. Yeah. When you, when you hit the point where you're like, uh-oh, I'm stuck or, you know, oh, I don't think I can push any harder or I don't think I can go any farther. And once you hit that point where you're just at the point where you're like, fuck it, that's, that's when your work ethic shows up and can you keep on going? And the cool part is, is after hearing that and reflecting on times that, you know, I had persevered and my work ethic came through. And then there's times that I can think of that where it definitely did not come through. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and you're sitting there and, and with a lot of the information that we take in on a day-to-day basis, all the stories that you hear are the people that push through. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking, oh, God, I'm a bitch. You know, this person, you know, pushed through all this and I, I can't even figure that out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have this kind of a weird you're in between. Right. And so I, I, I really wanted to talk to you about that, too. Um, yeah. You know, just from that one little blip. Well, and – in my opinion, from that mm-hmm. statement, it goes into, is it possible to find your limits? Is it, is it possible to have a limit? Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. It is, 
because everything I've ever done has been done before. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Everything you've ever done has been done before. And if you if you look at it that way, and, and this is just kind of shooting from the hip, but in that in that aspect, it's like, oh, well, and I look at my accomplishments in life, which are few and far <laughs> between. <laughs> I got 10 fingers, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you ain't going to need all yeah. of them. <laughs> Let's go ahead and chop that arm off and, uh, and I'll still make yeah. the cut. Um, I'm not far behind yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're we're gonna jump back into the the origin of the, the of this podcast. We're not telling you what to do. We're just telling you <laughs> what not to do because we've done <laughs> everything bad. Um, yeah. But uh, on a serious note, is there a limit to your madness? Oh, and I and I think there is no limits. I mean, are you talking? scientific limits? no no no, no. I'm, physical I'm, limits I'm talking, what, what, define your well, limits, bro my my <laughs> limits are you know it, as as an example you know uh-huh. you take the military and and you take your limits there it's like okay well mm-hmm. i'm gonna do this thing that in my opinion is gonna be the hardest thing i've ever done mm-hmm. and and i accomplished that and then from there you know transition out of the military and then you say oh i want to go get a job doing this and you go get a job doing that mm-hmm. whatever it is could be a doctor or lawyer you know welder whatever you go do that okay well i did that what's next okay well i'm going to change my career fields and i'm going to go 180 degrees okay now i did mm-hmm. that so so you take the big items that you have in life and say well why, why would I put limitations on myself when everything that I've set out to do, eventually, I have accomplished them? Eventually. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't accomplish them, I started and failed, picked back up, retried, and did it. Yeah. And if you failed something, that's fine. It's okay. That's the way you learn. Mm-hmm. Failing, is, failing is one of the better things to have happen. Because you're human just like everyone else. So limitations in, in regards to work ethic, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything hands down, regardless of what it is. You want to be an astronaut? Well, guess what? There's a bunch of people that have been astronauts, and you ain't no different from nobody else. You know? So and maybe that's a, uh, a radical way of thinking. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But that that's my that's my opinion on it. What about you? What as far as limits go? Yeah. Uh, dude, I mean, like we said before in the podcast, one of the one of the the best ways to find out where you want to go is knowing which direction you don't want to go. Right. You know, that it, it's a process of elimination. And and I go back to when as even in dealing with my daughter, when I say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she goes, I don't know. I'm like, well, that's a fucking great start. That is a phenomenal start. You don't know. All right. Well, you could do this. I, I, dude, I sat in the car with her and I said, you could be, you could be a spy. You could be a cop. You could be a ballet dancer. You could be a firefighter. Like no bullshit. She's watching the spy thing on TV. And, and she like her eyeballs about popped out of her head. She's like, I can do that for a job. I said, absolutely. You can do whatever you want. Get some, but well, yeah, man. And, but, but just to have that, um, that kind of, you know, see that freedom in her eyes just go, oh, the, the opportunities are endless. And that for that brief little second, you're like, oh, boy, that's cool. Yeah. And and so, you know, getting into the work ethic part, that's going to be your limiter. I mean, obviously, there could be some physical and some mental, you know, stuff that you get just genetically. Maybe like I'm not very smart when it comes to certain things. It's just I'm just not. I work on it, but it's not my it just doesn't come naturally and, you know, it doesn't grab my interest. And so I'm not going to sit there and spin my wheels and beat my head against the wall doing something I don't want to do. Yeah. But yeah. once you find what, what, once you find what really makes you tick, then that's when the work ethic comes in and you're like, I don't care what I've got to do. I'm going to finish this or I'm going to pursue this or I'm going to at least start yeah. and being open you know, once you set those goals, 
and you, you know, you apply your work ethic and you, you get there along the way, having the, the, the mental capacity to be like, Oh, well, maybe this isn't quite exactly what I'm into, but it's putting me closer to being happy. Right. And I don't quite know what that is yet, but I'm just taking this like a ladder. And if I fail and I got to go down a couple rungs, that's okay. Because I'm going to go ahead and kind of like sidestep and pivot and I'm going to keep on climbing. Right. You know, there's no completely falling off a ladder and just laying on the ground. Well, I can't do it. Right. And, and without, honestly, without work ethic, you're never going to know your, your full potential, full Mm -hmm. potential. You're, you're never going to. And how, how far can you really go? Is it, you know, if you have, and, and that's a, that's a, kind of one of those million dollar questions well how do you get work ethic oh how yeah do you, uh-huh. how do you get mental toughness <laughs> <laughs> well the good thing is and we're not we're not okay we're idiots but we're not laughing if anyone is listening that's hearing this and saying well, well i don't believe i have mental toughness well, i don't believe i have good Ooh. work ethic we're not laughing at you mm-hmm. we're, we're laughing because no, we're i'm stupid, laughing at myself you know but mm-hmm. what what we're saying is it's very difficult to talk about something that you naturally may have. If you're naturally good with math, it's like, well, yeah, math is math. It's, it's, I'm easy. It's, it's easy. Yeah. Plain and simple. It's just math. But for me, math is very difficult and I'm an idiot. So it's yeah. harder for me to understand when we're talking about work ethic. It's something that is instilled in you at a very young age. But guess what? Mm-hmm. Old dogs can learn new tricks. Absolutely. Just you, just you being open-minded enough to flip open your phone. I flip open. We haven't flipped open phones in years. That's, <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm getting old. Um, to, no, but no, to, open, yeah. you know, to open your phone and say, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to some, something that's um, – a podcast or a show that maybe I can learn how to have better work ethic. Just that, Uh that step to do that thing, to, to research, how do I get good work ethic? You're already halfway there. And when, when you're able to do that, you can say, okay, well, uh and listen to what we're saying and say, okay, well, to get good work ethic, you know, we don't, we don't know. There's no, 10 steps to if you do one at you know steps one through 10 you'll have good work ethic no this isn't a fucking betty cross yeah, cookbook this is a straight up it, this is not this is what you need to be focusing on and and yeah you, i'm sorry go ahead no 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 it, it comes from setting a goal a right. very uh, not a large goal but a very broad goal um take for example I mean, boot camp, college, high school, you say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to graduate from one of these things. Well, in order to get there, you're going to have to do some shit you do not like, because guess what? I mean, I guess there might be somebody that's out there that, you know, is good at everything and blah, blah, blah. And that's not us and probably not most of the people on this planet. But you set this goal and no matter what comes along the way, nothing is going to stop you from getting there. So if you suck at math or you, you, you have that you're faced with this obstacle that you're not good at and you don't like doing it, but you have to do this in order to reach your goal, that's where the work ethic comes in. Yeah. Because, bro, I can't tell you how many times, you know, when I started college in my 30s and I have to swallow the ego pill and go down to the tutor and have – some young 19 year old child teach me how to do math yeah. because I'm dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I could have been an asshole and said, fuck this shit. I'm not, and gotten, you know, either had to repeat the class or got a shitty grade or whatever. But that's where the work ethic comes in. I was like, I do not care what I have to do as long as it's legal to get me where yeah. I need to go. Well, because I set this goal right. for myself. And- you know, some, some things that people with really, really good work ethic and mental toughness, uh, some things that they don't struggle with is focusing Mm -hmm. on the task at hand. 
Oh, and yeah. staying motivated when you're working alone. You ever had those those uh those weightlifting days at the gym or or run, those late night fucking runs on the beach or wherever you're running at, where you're like, ah, oh, I'm so tired, I'm just gonna stop right now. Well, if there was <laughs> if there was a crowd watching you, you wouldn't want to to stop. You'd be like, oh, I'm gonna power through it. But working. Staying motivated when you're working alone or working out alone or you're studying alone, that's good work ethic. So if you're listening and you just, just, you were a train wreck, but all of a sudden you said, well, damn, I just spent five hours studying through this monotonous, you know, study session for school. Guess what? If you push mm-hmm. through that and you stayed focused, you have work ethic. So don't yeah. think that just because you didn't go run a half a marathon or, 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 or you, didn't, you don't bench press 400 pounds, which is something everyone wants to do, <laughs> doesn't mean you don't mm-hmm. have good work ethic. But procrastination yeah. is not the way to go. So if you find yourself no. procrastinating, and I, and I do it all the time. There's a bill that I don't like paying. <laughs> yeah. Really? What would that I don't be? like paying my AC bill. Air conditioning. Yeah. You're... You know why? You have a separate bill for air conditioning? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You fucking swamp donkey. <laughs> well, my my air conditioning bill, they always tack on this these extra charges and they call them fuel charges. Fuel, fuel charges. Right? Fuel. <laughs> And and when I get my Intergy bill every every month, it says mm-hmm. fuel charge thirty eight dollars, electric you know electric charge thirteen dollars. I'm like, what the? F- when did I use fuel? You know, so <laughs> so every, every month that I get my electric bill, I wait to pay it, and I wait till the last day. You know, when they send you the the letter in the mail, and it's like. Yeah, it's like you pay your this. electricity will be will be turned <laughs> off on you know May the twenty fifth at noon, eleven fifty five May the twenty fifth. I'll call and and pay the bill because I'm so yeah. butt hurt. I'm so mad. I'm like, no, just <laughs> taking money that you shouldn't be taking from me. But like, I procrastinate with it, and and some things, uh, you know. It's like when you get home from work and you, you decide to, to have a few beers and then you're like, ah, I'll work out later, you know, like those types of things. People with solid fucking work ethic and solid mental toughness and goals, they don't typically struggle with procrastination. It's like, oh, that's what I have to do. That's my job. And that's yep. what I have to do. And here we go. That comes from that comes from having just clear, distinct goals. Yeah, it truly is. And and and. And work ethic, just like any other character trait that somebody might have, it can be like the roots of it and the beginnings of it can be, you know, natural or beat into you as a child or, you know, or whatever. But those things, they have to be cultivated. You have to be cognizant of this, of saying, this is my work ethic. This is a reflection of me. And I have to build on this. I have to make this better. Because yeah. I can't just sit here and be like, oh, it's just going to be fine. No. Right. Uh-uh. Right. It doesn't work like that. Well, and, and with – when you decide to stop procrastinating you and you get that discipline in you, mm-hmm. that discipline equals productivity, plain and simple. When you decide to, to wake up and, you know, you know what, whatever your schedule is and you, and you say, okay, this is what I got to do today – write it down, you know, mental note, whatever, here we go, get, get through the day. And when you get home from work and you're in your dog tired, I still got, you know, two things to do and you get them done. You're being productive. So that discipline to, 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 to force yourself to say, instead of sitting down on the couch and watching the office for two hours, which I'm guilty of, <laughs> you know that <laughs> discipline equals your the productivity that you're that you've been wanting. Oh, I wish I was more productive. Mm-hmm. Well, how about you show? How about you 
instill some discipline into your body and drink you some fucking pre-workout before you pay your bills. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're going to reach your goals a whole lot faster if you're productive and you're not yeah. going to be productive unless you're able to hunker down and, and discipline yourself to do the things that you don't feel like doing. Yeah. Well, here's, here's a great example. Like you mentioned doing something hard every day. Right. Okay. And, and so this was, this was me learning some fucking math. Cause I hate math, but I was doing these pie cuts for my exhaust today and I've done them before. And it's generally not something that I calculate out. It's more of a feel thing. And, you know, I know the angle that I've got to go and I, I do some very rough calculations, but I'm kind of slinging from the hip. Well, today I was like, you know what? I want this to be perfect. And I want to know how to actually do this. Well, hold on. So, rewind. Pie cuts for exhaust. Brian's building an exhaust for his truck. Oh, yeah. And okay. Whatever. Cutting metal out of a, out of a round piece of pipe for those of you yes. that aren't. Hey, relax. Don't you. I'm going to start opening knives me. again. Okay. No. As don't. you just opened a beer. <laughs> heard that one loud and clear. <laughs> yeah. But like what I was saying is I'm trying to make this this 90 degree pivot and it's not that big of a deal, but I always wanted to know how these guys do it, you know, the the pros, how they do it in the pros. And you know, sitting down and watching a couple of YouTube videos, that's where I was like, okay, well, I'm going to figure this out. And it took me, I could have, I could have slung from the hip and had it done in maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It took me an hour and a half, but I have a lot better understanding of what's going on now. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so you can kind of, you can go through things and, and, and if you have, you know, good work ethic and be like, okay, well, I can, I can half-ass this and get by. It'll look okay, but it won't be my best. Right. Well, if, if what you're doing requires your best and that's the kind of output that you want to, that you want to show, then you gotta, you gotta hunker down, like you said, and put, put forth that effort. Yeah. And that's the important thing. Yeah. And I mean, effort makes the wheels turn plain and simple. If you're, mm -hmm. if you're putting effort into something, you know, and there's another thing that I, that I had written down in our notes. It's, that's a big one for me um, in regards to, our training schedule in in the military back in the day mm -hmm. was, you know, a solid, solid 4.30 a.m. to 5 or 6 p.m. all day mm -hmm. long. And you're talking hour for lunch. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you go through a 4.30 a.m. workout. Talk about break you off early in the morning. Mm -hmm. And now you look at what you're doing now in your life, your amazing life that you have and that I have. When was the last time you woke up at 430 and broke yourself off with an hour and a half long haze session? <laughs> Probably not. I know. I know. I'm not even going to lie. I, I haven't. Yeah. Fuck no. You know, I'm I'm drinking my pre-workout right now so I can maybe get some when I when I finish recording with you. But eight hours at a, at a work day for for what we do now doesn't even compare. It's not even the same playing field as the level of intensity of the work that we performed in the military. It's not even mm -hmm. on the same playing field. So eight hours of work ain't shit. And, and, and I, and I tell myself this all the time. It's like, oh, I just worked eight hours and I like try to feel bad for myself. Like, oh, but you, you worked on, <clears throat> you know, wait a minute. Was that, was that an excuse? Oh, all, all day. Oh, okay. All day wanted... Yeah. I worked eight hours and I, and I had this difficult day and my boss was tough to deal with. And I, I worked wait. really hard and then I come home and I'm like, oh, really? You showed up at work at nine. And you work nine to six. <laughs> you work nine to six. Is that really even close to what your military days at work were? No, it's not even, not even, not even comparing. So, what I'm, the message that I'm trying to, to give is, are you really that tired? Or you just do you just want to be tired? Do you want to not keep going? 
And and yeah. I have to ask myself that on a daily basis. Like when I get home from work and I'm actually smoked, if I worked out mm-hmm. in the morning or if I had a, an actual long day, do I get home and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to sit down. Do I, and I have to ask myself, like, are you actually tired or are you just making an excuse? And most Ooh. of the times that I, that I ask myself that, I'm like, well, yeah, you're tired, but you can, you've got a lot left in the tank. You know, my, my thoughts on that too, and it might be, might be considered a little bit selfish, but I think it is important to be selfish at some points in saying that, you know, just in regards to, and you can replace and substitute working out with whatever needs to be done productive. We just, we talk about working out all the time because it's, you know, that's one of the ways that we keep ourselves tough. Yeah. Um, but are you going to let your job, your boss, or whatever, take away your time to work on yourself? Right. Be be it whatever activity it is, activity it is, you know, are you going to let your boss make that excuse for you of of oh I've had a tough day so I'm not going to be able to work out? No, fuck no. Like, yeah. Don't don't tell me don't you dictate my free time because both of us had our free time dictated enough in the military. It's like, no, my free time is going to be dictated by you. I am going to take this time for myself and I'm going right. to work on these character traits to build myself better. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No. And, and like let's cut to the fucking chase. If you if you want to get better, and if you want to be tougher mentally, and and, and I, I'm nowhere close to maximum potential, and no one is, but if you want to be ultimately tougher and ultimately have better work ethic and ultimately just be a better person, just have the fucking desire to continue going regardless of what you want. It's your job to keep going. If, it, you can't just sit on the couch and be like, oh, well, I've done enough. It's just time for me to chill. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, you know, I thoroughly believe that enjoying life is something that I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Snorkeling, mm-hmm. you know, running, uh, rock climbing, doing uh, skydiving, whatever. I'm going to enjoy life. But to get to those things, I have to work hard and those Mm -hmm. can be my hobbies and those can be my, my dreams to do those all day long. But yeah, that's the dream to be a, (laughs) a free diver. I mean, a free diver or a master skydiver, whatever for the rest of your life. But if you're not there yet, keep going and don't just sit down and, 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 Oh, well, I just need a break. Do you really need a break? And if you do truly need a break, then fine, take the break. But you're doing all of these things. You, you have the work ethic that you want so that you can get what you want. So you can get the health and fitness that you're looking for. So you can get the, the new home that you want for your family in the new town you just moved to. I mean, what do you want in your life? You want money? You want education? You want a new job? Or here's the curveball. Do you just want discipline in your life? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, 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 it's the cool part about that whole thing is there's nobody forcing it to you. There's no, you know, in, in, when you're in the military or you're, you're getting that shoved down your throat, whether you like it or not, it's, it's here, here is, here is the path you're going to be on and you're going to do this. Right. You're being told. Right. And the big thing about transitioning that we're getting at and connecting with work ethic is, you know, in the military, you're, you're, your work ethic is, is more or less dictated in a lot of different ways. Right. I mean, obviously, if you have exceptional work ethic and discipline and blah, 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 you're going to succeed. Um, but when you get out, it's kind of like, you know, you take the driver out of the car and you're just like, whoa, there's nobody breathing down my neck anymore. Right. And that's where the kind of the gut check comes in. 
to where it's like, well, you know, I, now I've got to do this by myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there's no structure in the day-to-day living unless you have a, a job that dictates the majority of your day. There's no structure being a civilian in the United States. No. I, if you, you know, and if you're just kind of bouncing and, and getting by and working you know, a job that you, you don't like, or it's just there to, you know, you're, you're there just to pay the bills and that's fine, but you have to set those goals of, I want to be this, I want to do this. This makes me happy. You have to identify that first. And then from there, you have to strategically plan out how you're going to get there. And all of the obstacles that you face while getting there, that's where your work ethic is going to come in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, work ethic stems literally from the beginning of showing up mm-hmm. on time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I suppose we should have we should have probably listed some of the things that that accompanies good work ethic from the very beginning instead of looping back around. Yeah. But I do enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, good work ethic. Yeah. Well, what does that yeah. mean? Well, and you know. You could sit there and look up what work ethic means on... You're going to get a whole bunch of fucking uh, PowerPoints. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm on my, uh, I'm on my computer light right now. Y'all tell me how... For the, for the, the fucking little bit of, of people we have listening right now, let's just go ahead and give us some feedback on what this says. Okay, work ethic. Um, work ethic is the belief that hard work and diligence have more a moral benefit and inherent ability virtue or value to strengthen character and avail- avail- and individual abilities. It's a set of value centered on importance of work and manifested by determination and the desire to work hard. Ooh, if I would have given that, just... <laughs> you would have laughed at me. You'd be like, shut up, <laughs> pass me another beer, you know? Um, yeah. Well, I- like I said... All of the ones, all of the, like, cause I did the same thing when we're like, Hey, we're going to talk about work ethic. I'm like, well, let's hop on Google. Yeah. And I just hit the, the Google image search and everyone, it, it was like death by PowerPoint. Yeah. So like everybody's shitty PowerPoint yeah. on work ethic just kind of flashed across the screen. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 I can't handle this yeah. right now. Click. Or, or it's like when you, when you look up something um, and, you know, you're doing a presentation or something for school or work or whatever, and you talk about, you know, being tough and you, t- and you type in something on Google and it shows up with the lion and it's like, be yeah. the lion, not the sheep. It's like, shut up. You, you don't even know anything about it. You're an idiot anyways. And I'm like, no, we're not, no, don't be that type of person. We're not talking about, don't be a sheep, be a lion. No. Shut up. That's stupid. That's, that's Instagram. That's the stuff you yeah. see on Instagram. We're talking about... Here we go. We're talking about when the body fails, the mind mm-hmm. keeps you in the fight. Yep. And yep. that is a statement that I did not come up with. But that's something I've heard my whole life. When the body fails, the mind keeps you in the fight. And maybe we'll we'll do a 180 on this one. And and if I'm calling you out, then I apologize, and you can you can tell me to go first. But what is something that you did, whether it be in the military or in life, that um, that you really really struggled with that you had to be you had to have mental toughness you had to have work ethic you had to have all the things that we talk about to 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 complete the task is there an example of that that you have of an issue that you went through where you executed all the things that we talked about so my first duty station there was a group of dudes that 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 they had a platoon and they did a bunch of really cool shit and i wanted to be part of that group and so in order to get there you had to run like a little tryout thing and then you had to go through a 
a, a billet MOS school. Mm-hmm. And that was in Chesapeake. And bro, when I tell you I studied, I knew that knowledge front to back, could recite it in my sleep. <laughs> I practiced, I shot. And dude, I, I rolled into that school and it was on the the final day, the last day of the school. All of the written tests were done, the shooting tests well, were done. Well, this was the, the close quarters combat CQB school, right? Yes, okay. it was. And <clears throat> I was the um, honor graduate and the high shooter of this yes. school. <laughs> yes, I was so I was the most pumped up twenty year old you could have ever seen. I was so happy. You go through the I was roof. like, yes, I nailed it. Uh, yeah, and all I have to do is make it through this final effects phase. And dude, I fucked the dog during that final effects. <laughs> and there was a situation, and I failed the school. Ooh, straight up done. I, I I'm not shitting you, dude. All I would have had to do to just be done was not do anything. I I didn't even have to really participate. I just had to be there and I would have passed and, and moved on. I would have completed my goal and kept on going. Yeah. Check but that box. Due to stuff. Yeah. Check the box and be done. But due to situations that were outside of my control somewhat, but definitely up to me personally, and I take responsibility for it, I failed. Yeah. And dude, I'm telling you right now, that crushed me. But it was a great, awesome learning experience about my work ethic because the people that were there were like, hey, man, you're not a fuck up and we'd like to have you come back and try again. That's the biggest, and, that's the biggest part. I'm sorry. Continue. No, I man. And, and I was like, you know what? That's cool. And so I had to go through this entire process <laughs> all over again, all of it from the tryouts to, they called it spin ups back then from the spin ups to the school and then graduation and something that should have only taken me three months to do took me six months to do. Get some. <laughs> but, but, it, but, but the key part of that was is I could have – and it definitely went through my brain multiple times after I failed the first time. It's like, nah, I'm not going through all of this pain, all of this you know, physical hazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go through all of this crap again it's like well, i've already tried no, how, how but challenging was it physically it was miserable but like maybe one of the harder things that you had ever done mm, it was up there yeah. it was okay. up there um and especially being that kind of you know new in the military yeah. and being the first not specialized school that i'd been to but the first formal school outside of um outside of you know infantry yeah. school that i'd yeah. been to and so, of course, I was you know super serious about it. So I guess it, my my opinion might be jaded a little bit because this was the first thing that I encountered that was crazy, crazy fucking right. hard. But the key part about it was is like, you know, what are you gonna do? Quit? Yeah. You already started it. You already know all the shit. Why don't you just suck up the physical pain? You've already made this goal for yourself. Why don't you just suck it the fuck up and do it again? Yeah. Because. I tell you what, the, the next the, when I ran through the school for a second time, <laughs> dude, I didn't give a fuck. I was, it was like, you knew all the knowledge, you knew everything as it was, and it was like, you know what, I'm not on autopilot, but I corrected every mistake that I had made before, and I flew right. through there. Well, now was there so, um, in that school? Did you uh, did you have to relearn anything, or was it, was all the information? You know, because some schools they'll they'll change certain things. Change. You know, as the school progresses, because they're getting after actions reports, you know, from wherever and they're, you know, did did anything change or did, were you able to kind of work off of your mental notes and your, your physical notes that you had from the previous I'm, time? Listen, man, I'm not going to lie. Nothing really much changed. And I and I legit knew all of the knowledge. Nice. And so I didn't really have to study much. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> and the guys. But you went when you after you after you didn't make it the first time, did you jump right back in or did you have some downtime? Oh no, I had to go back and and sit with the original platoon for like a month before I could take the tryouts again. (laughs) 
<laughs> take the so, tryouts to get like, are you worth it? You know? Yeah, they called it a <laughs> they called it a spin up, but it, all it was was you know was the the senior guys in the platoon making sure you could hack yeah. it. And I'd already done it once, and then I got to go through that again pre- just to go to the school again. Fest. <laughs> yeah, and all the guys. The funny thing was, is all the guys that I went to school with initially the first time were the guys that were putting me through the spin-ups. <laughs> and you're, I'm looking at them, and I'm like, you motherfuckers. I beat you on <laughs> but... everything we did together. Yeah. You, you've got nothing on it. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that, man. That's that. Uh, that that's huge because that alone – is just being being humble and being like, okay, I actually beat you guys at a lot of stuff. And now, and you made it. I didn't. I'm going to be humble. I'm going to listen. I'm going to get hazed by y'all. We're going to do what we got to yeah. do and get through this, you know? So that's, that's awesome, man. That's, that's a great yeah. story. <laughs> what about you, dude? Um, yeah, well, I, a little bit different situation but probably the same you know because you were i think two years ahead of me or something like that but um i went through a i went through a school a specialized school and it was i had been in for a little while i've probably been in for two years and uh and i went through a school (laughs) and it was a it's a you know well-known school and uh at the time, we had we had already done our, our our little deployment to Iraq, which wasn't worth really talking about a whole lot. But we'd done our little Iraq deployment, and I had been in a platoon for a while. We had done a big workup, and I was definitely hot headed, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got I got accepted to this school that you know that that was a pretty awesome thing. It was something I always wanted to do. And halfway through the school, we're in a we're in a certain portion of the school and someone someone that was a student with me fucks up really bad (laughs) and you know like those 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 moments when someone leaves their gun and forgets it and just walks away it was one of those types of situations someone left their their uh their weapon and just left it (laughs) And the staff NCO I see, I'll never forget him. Um, he was a gunnery sergeant. We'll leave his name out of it too. Redacted. Um, <laughs> redacted. Um, but he was a gunner. He was the staff NCO I see. And, and we're all sitting in a seven ton. We're, we're leaving a certain area to go to another certain area. And, and uh, the gunny walks up holding the rifle. And everyone's heart drop everyone just just like you take that deep you take that deep breath and grab the first thing that's next to you which is a rifle and i grab my rifle i'm like oh god thank god you know it's in between my legs it was basically holding it but i re-grabbed my rifle and it was in a it was in a bag uh like a rifle case Mm. i grabbed my rifle it's like oh like a soft case, you know, and I felt my rifles like, I'm glad you're here. I am so (laughs) glad, you know, but that was my extension, you know, extension of my body. So, you know, it goes with you everywhere. And, and, um, and so the, you know, there's that one dude and he goes to grab his rifle and he doesn't have one. (laughs) Uh And, and, uh, the gunny, at the time, gunnery sergeant was like, get the fuck out of the seven ton. You know, the seven ton is a big transportation vehicle. You know, it's like five foot off the ground. You know, it's got the huge tires and all that stuff. He's like, get out of the vehicle. <laughs> so we all basically jump, fall out of the vehicle. And, and uh, it was such a infraction, such a big infraction. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. And th- they were justified in every single thing that they did. Uh, but it was such a large infraction that the the staff NCOIC in charge was basically said, look, this is what we're going to do. We're, you're going to suit up. You're going to put your gear on. You're going to put all your, all your gear, everything. And you're going to run down this road. This, and this is a dirt road. We're going to run down this dirt road Ooh. until you find us. And this is noon, noontime in, 
in North Carolina. And, you know, you're talking like 100 degrees and, and 100% humidity. And we had been working since, you know, 4 a.m., 4.30 a.m. And he said, you're going to run down this road until you find us. We're not telling you how long it is, but you have a time limit. And you don't, we're not going to tell you the time limit. But if you don't make it here, if you don't put out so much that you don't, if you don't make it to, to this, our, to our Humvee, you, you're, we're kicking you out of the class. We're kicking you out of this school. And I think it was like two hours or something like that. And we're like completely confused because we're like, well, well, where are we running to? Like, is this five miles or is this 25 miles? And they're like, we're going to drive down in this Humvee as long as we want. And you got two hours to get there. It could be 10 miles. It could be 20 miles. This is a non-individual effort. This is, uh, this is an individual effort. I'm sorry. This is, this, is a, this is not a group effort. You are not part of a group. This road does not lie off or turn anywhere else. So you run down this road until you find us. And if you don't make it, you're out of the class. And that was maybe just a, a um, scare tactic or whatever. But so they drive off and we're just standing there with our thumbs up our ass. And like, oh, shit. Probably start <laughs> clock's ticking. Ding idea. dong, motherfucker. And so, yeah, clock's, I was like, all right. You know, the dust settles and we're just like, oh, fuck. You know, so everyone starts running and we're all kind of running in a group. And then, you know, people start slacking and people start losing. And you're wondering what type of game they're playing with you. Well, eventually an hour goes by. Go run for a fucking hour, oh, yeah. and after that, it's serious. You know, after the first 15 or 20 minutes, you're like, no. these bitches ain't coming back. <laughs> like, this is some real shit. <laughs> Regardless if I want to be in the school mm-hmm. or not, I still got to run somewhere to get anywhere. I'm in the middle of nowhere. And so we start running, and, and I started my watch. I had to, you know, watch on, and I started my watch, and every, it seemed like every minute that ticked, we all just got tired, more tired and more tired. And it was like just nonstop. It's like mile after mile after mile. And eventually the pack got smaller and smaller and smaller. And so we're running down this dirt road with probably 50 pounds of gear on, mm-hmm. you know, plate carrier, the whole nine. And next thing I know, I look, I start looking around and there's somebody in front of me, probably two or 300 yards. And there's like no one behind me. You lose track of who's in front. You lose track of who's behind you. And eventually you're just running by yourself. Go run for two hours in the middle of the, de- in, you know, middle of the, of the summer in shorts. And so I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, it's an hour and a half has gone by. And we're running hard. You know, you're probably running six, mm-hmm. seven, seven minute miles. In boots, combat boots, pants, and all of a sudden the time starts ticking, and you start realize you start getting this sense of urgency. But you have to hold back a little bit because you're like, well, I can't just mm-hmm. blow my blow my wad and start sprinting down the road. I can see a mile. This road is a straight road, so I, you know, I can't just start sprinting. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow my wad. So I start running faster and you start running faster and you start getting this, like, like I said, this sense of urgency. And at this point, you know, you're out of water, you're out of your, your, your sweat is instantly just turning into salt. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, I'm running alone and I'm running alone on this road. And I looked down at my watch and there was like, I don't know, it was 10 minutes to go. I'm looking down this road and I don't see anything. And I was so exhausted. I was smoked just to the point where it's like you want to just say, well, all right, well, I'm not going to make it, obviously, because I can seems like I can see a mile in front of me and there's no one there. So you're running alone. There's no one behind you. There's no there's no guy pushing you saying, let me give you some motivation, Brian. Let's (laughs) yeah. 
Yeah, there's not there's not these <laughs> podcasters in the background going, <laughs> get up and get after it and do it. No, there's nothing. You've got no fucking phone. You've got no water. You've got nothing. All you have is, I think I was 21 at the time. I think I turned 21 in the school, as a matter of fact. But I'm 21 years old, and all I did, all I could do was reach down and find the motivation that I had had mm-hmm. for, of 21 years of living on the planet. And that started dwindling away because you start losing hope. You're like, well, I, I, I'm going to just keep running as hard as I can, but I, I've got nowhere to go. I've, I'm, there's no way I'm going to make it. And you continue. And you keep going and you keep pushing it with all the doubt that you have as the minutes go by, all the doubt you have, you continue to just push as absolutely hard as possible. And I see, I make a turn and I make, you know, I get to the, the, to this turn and I see the truck. I see the, the Humvee with, you know, with the instructors out in front of it. And at the point, at that point I was just dead. You know, I just, I, I couldn't even, I don't even know yeah. if I was really actually <laughs> running. You know, when you're so tired, you're probably just walking, you know, <laughs> you're like dragging your feet. Well, I, I blacked out. I, I, I saw the truck and I just was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fail. I'm going to make it. And so I just sprinting as fast as I can. And, uh, and I, I blacked out. I don't even remember, you know, making it. And next thing I know, I wake up and I'm laying on the ground <laughs> underneath a tree. And I was just like, and I, I wake up and I like jumped up and I was like, and they're like, no, 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 sit down, sit down, sit down. You're okay. You made it. Gee, thanks. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, God. I really, did I really? And they're like, yeah. You, when you crossed the finish line, you were, you're like, your eyes were like rolled in the back of your head. <laughs> I was like, what? They're like, yeah, you, you made it. You had like a minute to go and you made it. And it's like, holy shit, are you serious? And the first thing I was thinking was, <laughs> did you take my temperature because I passed out? Did I get the silver bullet, you know? The silver bullet is when they take your temperature up your butt, you know? And, and I was like, the first thing I was worried about was like, okay, I made it. Did you, did you take my temperature? And they're like, no, no, you're, you didn't take it, you know? And I was like, whoo, okay. But, but my, you know, my body continued to go. I, I blacked out and my, I don't even remember it. And the corpsman, you know, that was, that was uh, on duty was like, yeah, yeah, you just, you made it, you know, whatever. And so mm-hmm. going until you can't go anymore yeah. and then your brain keeps you going, your mind keeps you going. And, and I think that's the, the point we're trying to get at right now is, with the show and, and of course that was a ridiculous fucking story and oh probably overplayed but um the whole point is you know we all thrive to yeah. to push it to the limit and and now that we're not in the military anymore and of course this podcast is is maybe structured towards people getting out of the military but it applies to everyone it applies to you know people that did anything any career hey don't be scared to push it to the limits you know don't don't what are you scared of nothing you're actually not scared of anything you're Mm -hmm. you may be scared of people seeing you fail or embarrassed you're not scared to die because you're not going to die. For money, you know? <laughs> Probably not. Hopefully not. But, you know, damn, if you are, you know, that sucks. But, but push to the limit. You know, push it to that ultimate limit and, and see how far you go because you'd be surprised yeah. how far you actually get when it comes to physical, mental, educational, emotional yeah. boundaries. When you get to that level, it's like, oh, I didn't think I could make it this far. Well, I've only ever ran four miles in my life. Yeah. Go run six. You're going to do it. 
You're going to push through it. Yeah. And that's what we talk about. Well, that's how you, from the truck. well, that's how you're going to find, that's Force how you're going to find your work ethic. And that's yeah. how you're going to develop it is to go ahead and crank that bitch up to 10 and get after it and fucking get moving. And, and whatever goal that you set for yourself, you, you, you go ahead and start getting after it. And then you're going to, you're going to encounter some form of resistance one way or another. And whether or not you choose to persevere it, that's going to let you know how bad you want it. But that's also going to show your, your work ethic. And so, you know, that's, that's, that's the biggest point I think that we're trying right. to make is, right. is we can't sit here and, and tell you, Oh, you, if you, if you get up and do this, this, and this, your work ethic is going to get better. No, 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 no. You got to come up with a goal. And I can't tell you no. what that goal is. And I can't tell right. you what, you know, how to overcome it. it. That's up to you. And that's how you build your work ethic. Yeah. Yeah. It's doing yeah. that, that thing yep. that's hard, you, you know, and, and those, and, and, and we're cutting coming up on time right now, but um, yeah, doing those things that are fucking difficult, not, not kind of hard or not. Oh, that's kind of hard. No, do something that's so outrageous that you have to push your, you really have to push yourself. And when the time comes where, like I said, you know, me and you talk about all the time, running away from the truck, run, run away from your vehicle, run five miles away from your vehicle. Guess what? You got to <laughs> run back. And when, yeah. you know, do it in the daytime so people can see you like where mm-hmm. I run on the, on the, uh, on the beach road. I don't want to, <laughs> there's no buildings for like two miles. <laughs> like <laughs> I let to see me walking. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, no, I'm just, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'll yeah. be doing the. I'll yeah, be doing yeah, the yeah. shuffle. You know, the gunny shuffle down the road because I just don't want to walk. But do something that's so hard that you have to force yourself to be tough, and you have to force yourself to. It, because when when you get to that level mm-hmm. where you you're done, that's when it's time mm-hmm. to incorporate work ethic. When you when you reach that limit, it's like okay, I I, I feel that I'm so tired that I want to pass out. Okay, let now yeah, of yeah. course keep keep safety in mind, but social distancing. <laughs> when you run, you're when you're at mile sixty, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're at mile sixty, maybe you should chill out a little bit, but uh, but yeah, when you know you get to that level where you want to stop, that's when you should keep going, and that's when the the work ethic really shows up from. And you, you know, those years and years of enforcing it into, you know, forcing work ethic into your, to your mind, body, soul type thing. When you finally do do that hard thing, work ethic is going to show up and it's going to be on your side. Very true. So, um, but on that note, we're at our, uh, we're at our time limit now. And, um, Brian, if you want to go ahead and talk a little bit about how we can, you know, be contacted, um, yeah, on all of our stuff. Well, um, yeah, like I said before be in the beginning of the podcast, we really enjoy the feedback that we get from from everybody, and you can reach us at the Seabag Podcast yeah. at gmail You can hit us up on social media. Um, we're also on, you know, Twitter, Instagram, that kind of stuff, and. Um, yeah, so, yeah, kind of on, but kind and, of on that. you know, just like in the beginning <laughs> of the podcast when we read that 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 after actions report, the letter of gratitude from uh, Christopher Poole. Um, if you have a submission that you would like us to read on the air, we'd be more than happy to facilitate that, and you can go ahead and send those to the Seabag Podcast at Gmail So that's all for us tonight, Micah. I love you, brother. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Love you too, man. And thanks for, thanks for everything. Yep. And, uh, thank y'all for listening.